When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the Napsack Files Studios in Burbank, California, this is Spotlight WrestleMania, a special edition of Pro Wrestling Talk here on the Napsack Files podcast feed. Hey, let's... Let's be honest, I'm just throwing this together. A lot of people getting in the wrestling talk business these days and have been for years. I think talking wrestling is one of the things that, uh, along with porn, quite frankly, blew up the Internet at one point. You needed to go to your chat rooms and message boards to talk about the Attitude Era. And I think uh, wrestling has a lot to do with that explosion. Al Gore and wrestling and porn. They all three invented the Internet. Count it here. Mark it down. The Napsack Files podcast feed. I'm recording this late at night after watching over six and a half, seven hours of wrestling. I missed a little bit of the pre-show, but I was there for most of it. And we're talking WrestleMania 34. So again, I'll be direct. This is a special edition. Not necessarily something I consider uh, is going to be a regular feature here on the Napsack Files. At least not yet. You never know. I did own and operate a wrestling podcast network called the Wrestling Viewpoint Network a while ago. Uh, my friend Dan Farron had some great wrestling history shows on there, and I think I might release them uh, special broadcasts, maybe on Patreon, maybe here on the feed. I still have a lot of them. Uh, then the Gimmick Podcast, which is hosted by Mark Donica and the Hobo, uh, Brandon Taylor at the time. Uh, he has a new gimmick now, Robert Baines, I do believe, and I love that gimmick too. Hobo's one of my favorite wrestlers out there. Donica, you might know him from the movie Trivia Schmodown, got a great mind for wrestling. So that was the Wrestling Viewpoint Network. I used to talk wrestling all the time. And I've, uh, you know, back in the day on After Buzz on the Raw show with Kathy Kelly, Johnny LaQuasto, even even Ryan Katz, one of the original hosts or, or, or second uh, go-around hosts. I think that's some early hosts. Why am I rambling about that? It doesn't matter. The point is, I like talking wrestling. Uh, you guys out there, some of you like wrestling, some of you don't. So here's the deal. Here's the scoop. If you're a regular Knapsack Files listener and you enjoy the podcast feed and all the shows, but pro wrestling ain't your thing, guess what? It's okay. It doesn't need to be. I'm not here to make it a thing for you. And if you want to skip this episode, we got some more stuff coming this week, next week. You know the drill. I am not offended. I just wanted to talk wrestling since I get asked about it a lot. I try to talk about it on Twitch when I can. I'll actually play WWE 2K18 from time to time to talk some wrestling with you guys. I personally pulled out of the wrestling talk business a few years ago. I also used to write for a website called WrestleZone, uh, a online dirt sheet, and that was actually part of the problem. I wrote a a weekly, uh, monthly, gosh, I can't remember now. No, it was weekly. Oh, it's been a two, it was 2010. I wrote a weekly wrestling column there, and I called myself the wrestling opinion list. I wasn't a journalist. I was an opinion list. And, I, I, you know, I had some fun doing it. I did it for almost a year. But the site, 
I love the site. Still go to the site. Good people there. A lot of people who were there at the time uh, when I was writing aren't there anymore. Some are. Justin Labar and uh, the gang were just starting their uh, chair shot reality show. They've been doing that, um, and uh, they work really hard to make that something that it is now. So back then, but I, I find I, I just I loved wrestling. Love to celebrate it, much like when I talk about Star Wars. I don't. I, I'll have some negative opinions, but uh, you know, then I'll just. Uh, I'll dive into uh, the celebration of something I love. And I love professional wrestling. I try to celebrate, try to be positive. And that doesn't always work when you're talking wrestling. And then I was involved with wrestling. 2001, 2002, left for a while, came back 2010 and helped run Millennium Pro Wrestling for about four plus years there with my good friend Paul Pentamilia, who owned it. The wrestles as Logan Xavier and Dan Farron, Dangerous Dan Farron and others who helped put that uh, independent fed in Simi Valley at the time, put it out. We had some great shows with some great wrestlers, some names who are, you know, on your TV screens now. And back in the day, Millennium Pro Wrestling, guys like Samoa Joe, Spanky, Brian Kendrick, uh, uh, Adam Pierce, Frankie Kazarian, uh, a lot of those type of guys wrestled for us back in the day. And then when we closed up shop, we mostly, me and my friend Paul, became a police officer, got married, closed down Millennium Pro Wrestling. It Kind of the, the, the about six guys who wrestled regularly for us went on to form something called Pro Wrestling Guerrilla because they didn't have a place to wrestle other than there in a, in a, rec, a federation called Rev Pro, Revolution Pro. So I've been in and out of the business for a while, managed, uh, managed, helped book, helped run the locker rooms, be in the locker rooms, uh, deal with a lot of stuff. And you've heard it, t- if, if, if you're relatively new to me with the Knapsack Files, uh, pro wrestling's in my blood. So after a while, I just didn't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, because when you uh, when you work a match, and I've, I've had the privilege of, of working a match and being in a lot of spots, being uh, involved in stuff with Roddy Piper and all that stuff, when you work, I, I, after a while, I just didn't want to talk about it in kind of an outsider form. And I'm not an insider. I'm not an insider. I know a lot, uh, a lot more people who are way more inside. But... I just didn't get a joy out of talking it on a regular basis in podcast form or vodcast form. But enough time has passed that, you know, I want to give my thoughts on wrestling. So, Ken, why don't you shut up and give us your thoughts on wrestling? And started giving this weird preamble. I'll tell you, what, I'm recording this late at night. Just watched a long, my brain's a little mush from WrestleMania. Not that that's a bad thing. So that's why I'm giving that weird long preamble. Let's dive right in. But here's the thing. I don't like those match-by-match review shows. If you do that, that's fine. This match was here. We rated it a C-plus. The moment... uh, Let's not talk about that. This is WrestleMania 34. This is big. Pro wrestling is is an amazing art form. It absolutely is. And if you're out there and you're still listening, you're like, I don't get it. Again, you don't have to. I'm not selling you on anything. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But if you know it, you love it. You understand that pro wrestling is storytelling. It is nothing else. Do not overthink it. Do not overthink it. Professional wrestling is storytelling. It's theater. It is characters and a developed storyline coming to a head. And the action, the violence and the movement and the moves and the moments and the spots are telling a story and continuing that story, and you're learning about the characters in that story. It's like any other form of entertainment. You watch Black Panther, if it's done right, Black Panther was done right, you'll learn about the characters in their fights. 
That's why some of the big CGI messes, nah, I don't buy into them because I'm not learning about the characters in the story. It's very subtle. But pro wrestling is that. It's storytelling. Do not overthinking. Do not go beyond that. So I look at all this as stories. And did WrestleMania 34 tell a good story? It absolutely did. Was it long? Yes. Was that necessarily a bad thing? No. I just have a little bit of a little bit of scarring, a little bit of taking some flack up there in the air from my stand-up comedy day, comedy days and professional wrestling, which are often the same thing. Um when shows run too long, it's a little bit of ego on the part of everyone putting on the show. Your next comic coming to the stage is the 17th comic you're seeing tonight. Nah, knock that off. A lot of that's bringer shows here in L.A., but I used to be involved in those stand-up shows, and I was the host. You'd be, you'd be like you ran a marathon. Cut it down. Cut it down. Like Seinfeld says, leave them wanting more. Professional wrestling, we would often book a card six Seven matches. We'd be like, that's it. We're getting this thing done in two hours. Then the week leading up to show, you got people emailing you, Facebook messaging you, texting you. Hey, man, uh, I'm going to be by. I'm going to bring my gear. Uh, is that cool? Just uh, if you need, you know, if you need, throw me in something. Uh, you know, maybe I, three minute match if you got it. You don't even have to pay me. Ten bucks maybe. Uh, if you got, if you got like 15 bucks maybe. Um, and then next thing you know on show day, that's six, maybe seven card Wrestling show is now 12 matches, and you burn out your audience. It is WrestleMania, the show of shows, the showcase of the immortals. I buy into all of that. I absolutely do. But I do think, and I would not want to be there. People ask me, hey, you going to WrestleMania? Nah. Would I want to go one day? Yeah. I haven't been to a WrestleMania. I've been to other wrestling shows, obviously, but... Uh, at the WWE level, the top level, Monday Night Raw, tapings, all that kind of stuff. But WrestleMania, I don't want to. That's like a 10-hour day in a stadium. I don't have the stomach, quite literally, for that. Get there. By the time you get there, you wait. Pre-show. WrestleMania itself started at 4, ended at, what, about 9? That's five hours of wrestling. And I love wrestling, but it's long. It's long, but it is WrestleMania, so I think we can allow them that. So I want to look at this event, not match by match, like I said, but, and we're going to talk about the matches, but different categories, the presentation. Did it catch the eye? Absolutely. They've got this down to a science, they being the WWE, the Fed, the Yanks up north, if you're from the territory days. They've got this down, and they have made it a science, and I love... They added some of this like VR almost stuff, like 3D jumping out you. Asuka's entrance really stood out to me. Coming on out there and you see her masks out there, right? And you can reach out and touch them. Uh, I liked this one was more about the wrestling. In recent WrestleMania, it's not recent, the previous 33. There's always going to be a focus on the celebrity angle or the, 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 big, the big show feel. And... We get, we get our uh, national anthem songs, it's our Spangled Banner, all that good stuff, Pledge of Allegiance, whatever you got. Put your hand over your heart. I, and celebrities are always going to be involved. But this one, 
didn't have that feel. Even I thought, I think we all kind of thought Kid Rock would perform a concert again like he did at WrestleMania 25. He did like a 15, 20-minute concert at WrestleMania 25 leading up to the Diva Battle Royal, one of the low points in women's wrestling history. Uh, I think it was the bottoming out point, almost, one of them. I think the official body, bottoming out of the Divas uh, division and how WWE viewed and treated their win, re, women wrestlers was like that 90-second Bella match one night on Raw with a crowd and everyone in the internet was like, nah, we demand more. And it's been working towards that there. But we didn't get that. Kid Rock didn't come out. We didn't have a dance number in the middle of it. Remember the uh, couple years ago? Funkasaurus, Brodus Clay came out, had a big dancer. T- like, we didn't have any of that. WWE it will always be about the big stories, the big moments, the sports entertainment. But this one, WrestleMania 34, at least for me, a lot more than recent memory, was about the presentation and the wrestling and just getting to it. They had a lot to get to. And the moments weren't crazy celebrity-driven moments. And I'm okay with some celebrity ma- celebrity matches and all that kind of stuff. They had that built in with Ronda Rousey, which Rob's going to talk about. That was there, but she's technically, officially a part of the roster. So it was a different feel to the celebrity quotient of, of WrestleMania, which will always be and all, should always be. I enjoyed that part of it. So the presentation, the look, the feel was there, but it's always there. And one thing I'll say, this isn't a negative, but I think going back to about WrestleMania 24, 25 and all that kind of stuff, 23 even, they all kind of look the same. I had that, you, you t- WrestleMania 8, the Hoosier Dome, I, I remember what it feels WrestleMania 9. Some consider that the worst WrestleMania ever. I don't think that's the case in, in, in my mind, but that's because I watched it with my friends in, the, in my friend Joel Trudgeon's living room, and we dressed up in togas because it was a WrestleMania 9 was at Caesars Palace, and it was the world's largest toga party, and we bought into that because we were, you know, 16, 17 years of age, and uh, I have positive memories of WrestleMania 9. I can look back now and say it's probably not the best. But again, WrestleMania 9 has a look to it. WrestleMania 10, the gold and black ring ropes and the gold and black kind of symbols. It was the 10th one at Madison Square Garden, the ladder match. WrestleMania 4 and 5, Atlantic City, Trump putting that one on. Do you have that feel, the WrestleMania 3? And as as time moved on and they moved to needing to put these events into these big 75 to 100K seat arenas, which I agree with that they have to do, uh, even though they go out of their way to make each one, had the last year had a roller coaster, and then this year the New Orleans theme and all that stuff, they all kind of roll into one. And I have trouble remembering, was Rock Cena, was Rock Cena WrestleMania 27, 8, 26? Now, which one was Ms. Cena with Rock as it was 26? Was it, I, They all start to look the same. And this one, to me, looked... Not unlike the last three, four years. And that's not, again, not a problem because they've got this down to a science, but the presentation is big for me. So I will give the presentation for WrestleMania 34 about a B. Again, you're doing grades? Nah, it's kind of fun. I'm just not doing it. I'm not going to grade every match. The presentation was there, but what about the spectacle? 
What about the spectacle? How big did this feel? And I'll say this. I'm going to give that an A. Ken gives it an A. He gives it an A. Because every match felt big to me. And that is where, when I say the WrestleManias for the last few years, maybe even the last 10 years, look the same in general. If you're just flipping through a book, you lose track of which one is which. The spectacle and the individual spectacle for the matches makes everything have a big game feel. Yes, there's an undercard, there's main events, there's, uh, you know, placements of, of everything on the card, especially thought out. But every one, of them, every one of them, even the tag match for the SmackDown Championship, which, uh, you know, spoilers, by the way, going to cover some results. The Bludgeon Brothers won. I actually do like the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, I don't think they necessarily have long-term potential, but they do harken back kind of a Powers of Pain uh, vibe to them. Remember the Blue Brothers, Jacob and Eli Blue? It's a dark era for WWF at the time, mid-90s, but they've kind of like Powers of Pain meets the Blue Brothers, not the Blues Brothers, the Blue Brothers. But even that match, which might have been perhaps one of the weakest on paper going in, was spectacle because it's the New Day. The Usos were on a great run. The U.S. title match, which had four guys and four-way matches. I mean, they, this was a stacked WrestleMania. They had a lot of competitors, a lot of people, a lot to get to. But even the U.S. title match had that big game feel. And you had Randy Orton, and Randy's a, Randy's a veteran. He's earned his place. No problems there. Never been a huge fan of the Viper, but I, I get it uh, if you are a fan. Um, but the other three guys in that match, this was them. You got the sense. You're Bobby Roode, and you're hearing Glorious. I will be here. I will. I love that theme song. And it's on the big stage, the grandest stage of them all. He had that moment. Rusev had his moment. Jinder Mahal, who came in heralded, faltered, became a squasher, a, a jobber, and goes away, comes back, changes. You can question how he did those changes, but he did them. And he comes back. And it wasn't just, oh, we need this guy to help in our market. That, that was absolutely part of it. But he still earned it. And I still think he, it was great to see him have that moment. He takes the U.S. title, but, you know, Rusev's there. Works so hard on this Rusev Day thing. It's, it's all working there. So even those two matches, which might have been, again, on paper, some of the weaker things, they had, it, had that big feel. The pre-show stuff, you had the, the two battle royals, and I don't like battle royals. I love the Royal Rumble. That's my favorite event, my favorite match. I'm intrigued by the 50-man battle uh, Royal Rumble we got in Saudi Arabia coming up. I, I just don't know where that's going to fall into place because they're treating it like this almost additional pay-per-view this year. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting there, too. Battle Royals, though, are not my favorite. You get, you know, 20 to 30 competitors in a ring just just <laughs> delivering bad punches, waiting for their spot. It's, it's not good, and you really kind of have to know your way around around the ring to make those work. And I did not watch the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. I missed that one. Hardy, uh, Matt Hardy woke and Matt Hardy takes it with Bray. Yeah, it's, I like Matt Hardy. Not, I'm, not, I'm not sold on Bray anymore. Uh, the 205 title match, Cedric Alexander. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a 205 guy. I call it the flippity flops. I have no problem with it. I'm not here to talk about it. Anyway, they do amazing things. but And I don't like... I don't want 1982 plotting, you know, punch clothesline pin matches. 
but the flippity flops, as I've always called them, I just go, I go numb. It is like the CGI endings to superhero movies. You know, I get it. Tell a story, and they do tell these stories, but to me, it's like super move, super move, super move, super move, get your stuff in, get your stuff in, get your stuff in, go home. It's the... It, it's not, it doesn't catch me. It might connect with you, and that's, that's all right. But the Women's Battle Royal, I was very excited about that. It's been a great year and a half, two years, even more. But the last year and a half, WWE has really dug their heels in on women's wrestling. And we can definitely see, especially in NXT, it's over. And it's definitely over. These, these competitors are over on an individual basis. But I still think on these big events and to the general audience, it's been at times a struggle. But this year, the Royal Rumble comes along. That goes in the main spot. I think that was the highlight of the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. We've had the Hell in a Cell stuff. This is the first year I would have thought if you had said they were going to put Charlotte Asuka on in the in the main, in the, in the last spot of the night, I wouldn't think that this is the year that they would have done it. But I, I could have seen that. I think the fans, whether or not I agree with it or not, I think the fans would have wanted that more than Brock Roman Reigns to close the show. Uh, but going back to what I'm talking about, this spectacle, it was there. The Women's Battle Royal had the spectacle. It didn't match. It didn't catch for me. A lot of NXT uh, workers trying to, you know, get their little forearm shivers and wait for their spot. Wasn't the best thing. Naomi wins. That's great. I did enjoy the, the uh, Sasha Bailey stuff there. But the spectacle really kicks in with the IC title match to start it. Seth Rollins, he's great at what he does, comes out in the White Walker entrance. I respect that. Wins, becomes a Grand Slam winner. Finn Balor, I love what he did, used his entrance to make a statement. That's good. Miz, I'm actually a Miz, Mark. I have no problem with the Miz. I think he gets being a heel. I actually liked his main event run back in uh, was the Atlanta WrestleMania 27. See, I have, I, have, I have trouble remembering what WrestleMania. I liked his run as a champion in 2010. That was when I was writing for WrestleZone. I, I talked often. Miz was doing great stuff. He has stuck around. He has dug in his heels and said, I'm not leaving. I'm not giving up my spot. I was a reality TV kid who got shoved into this stuff, uh, even though he did train. He didn't get... Did, People forget he was out here in SoCal. He was doing it. He was the he was working the indie scene. He earned it. But it was an auspicious beginning, and it's been a long career for Miz. It's a Hall of Fame career. Miz is a Hall of Fame wrestler, and I think he did a great job in this match. And it was a great way to start. But the spectacle was there. That's why I'm giving it an A. Charlotte Oscar. Charlotte comes out. She has got the regal thing down. I like other uh, female wrestlers better right now. I think I'm I'm really into what Alexa Bliss is doing. The Nia stuff's interesting, but that match that match didn't have the anticipation and the gravitas, as as some would say, as Charlotte Oscar. I like that there. The spectacle was there all the way through. I think it faltered mostly actually during the Cena stuff, not just him in the crowd. It it, it got comical, it got weird. I'm not a huge Elias fan. I know a lot of people are, but the guy's worked hard to get over it. Yeah, he is, just because I don't connect to it. It's there. But everything felt important, and that is what WrestleMania needs to do. Everything needs to feel important. Every move, every moment, every entrance, and that one, uh, this one did it. Let's talk about the card, the results. I actually think this was very nicely 
booked WrestleMania. Don't add me. There seems to be this thing. I don't know. I get it. This is where I will admit to being a little snobbish. You can slap me down later. There's this immediate gut reaction by internet wrestling fans. You wanted Asuka to win. So you think Charlotte going over was a slap in your face, a slap in Asuka's face. No, I think it was a great decision. I think it was a great decision to have AJ Styles win. I think it was a great decision to have Brock win. A lot of other things you could kind of see coming. We're going to talk Rousey, Angle versus Trips and Steph. Love that match, but the result was not a surprise. I don't think anyone is surprised by that result. Taker Cena was, quite frankly, underwhelming. Weird build coming up to it. I think a lot of us thought, in fact, I'll say this, a lot of us had heard that Taker was going to come back as the American Badass version. Kid Rock was there after all. And then I, when Trip, uh, Triple H and Stephanie came out in their own motorcycles, I thought, oh, there's, I don't think Taker's going to come out on his motorcycle here. Interesting. And it's fine. And you know what? Taker looked good. I don't think that match was not a five-star match. It didn't need to be. I like what they're, I like what they're doing with Cena. I'm fine with the result. He got destroyed. Gave Undertaker this moment. It, it isn't. Taker Cena at WrestleMania, something a lot, I know a lot of people wanted about five years ago. There's a push for it. Uh, seven, eight years ago was a push for it as well, too. And this is this is a little bit moment moment too late, but it was uh, you know it was it it it, it 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 served its purpose. It wasn't a low point by any means, but it served its purpose. But the other matches, the results, the big ones, AJ. Shinsuke, the match that everyone's been waiting for. And they delivered some great spots. I think, though, and I know some people who were there. I'm going to talk to them more in detail. Live in the arena, I was chatting a little bit with Mark Donica, the enforcer over the Schmodown, Lion's Den. He was there, and he said uh, he was a little upset with the crowd. They, they came, came ready to hate some of the matches, particularly the main event, and they didn't let it live. And I had asked them, I said, it seemed like the crowd... By the time we got to Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, it seemed like the crowd was starting to fade. And that's, that is where the long WrestleManias and the length of these events start to, start to come into play. If you're in the arena, you, again, you get there, what, 10, 11 in the morning, noon, the event starts kicking off, 2. You're already in your seat by then. And then you go through two Battle Royals, a 205 Live uh, title match, Icy match, Charlotte Asuka, U.S. title match, Rousey Angle versus Trip Steph, the tag match, Cena Elias, which takes a while, Undertaker, I love the Undertaker, he's one of my favorites, it takes like 20 minutes to get to the ring, then the match with Cena, then you got Brian Shane versus Kevin and Sami Zayn, Bliss, Jax, Styles, Nakamura, the Bar versus Braun and Nicholas, the greatest tag team in wrestling history ever. Then the main event, you, that's an entire day. The crowd is going to burn out, and I feel bad for some of those wrestlers. AJ Shinsuke had the feel. It had the spectacle. I, I like the result. I do like the result. Shinsuke goes a little heel at the end. We'll see how that plays out. But specifically, when we're talking the results, that's why I grade this high. You're going to hear a lot of people saying, they buried Asuka. Nah, they didn't. They didn't. They're telling a story. That match told a story. 
Asuka's great. She's 36 years old. She's been in this business a long time. She got a WrestleMania moment. She got a Royal Rumble moment, historic moment. I know people said, well, the Rousey thing at the end took care of that. I'm sorry. It's a business. It's WrestleMania. Ronda pointing badly at a WrestleMania sign to end Royal Rumble is more valuable to the WWE than Asuka pointing at the sign. That's just a, that's just a hard truth. She will win the title. But this is a moment for Charlotte. I was just making Ric Flair happy. WWE doesn't need to make Ric Flair happy. They need to make their storylines happy. I'm really happy with this result. This cements Charlotte as a future Hall of Famer. Considering, you know, if she goes for a few more years with no injuries, she's in. This is a big moment. You feel she is the champion. She does some incredible things. She got the wind knocked out of her at one point. She does some really good things. And this is someone who, yeah, wrestling might have been in her blood, but she uh, she's picked it up late in the game. It's hard. It's easy to get lost in a match. Trust me. I have been lost in a match as a manager before, and I paid the price for it. It's easy to get lost in a match. Charlotte picked us up late in, late in the game, and she is killing it. And I love this result. Cements her. And then now you can have Asuka with a wrinkle. She's defeated now. She'll never cut great promos. You don't need her to. Some of her moments... Because the language barrier are, are a little awkward. But you don't need her to be. You don't need it. Her skill and her, her own history legacy is what you need to sell for Asuka. And I think they did. And all right, she lost. That happens. Now you get to have that wrinkle in that character. How does she come back? And a Charlotte-Asuka rematch carry it out to say SummerSlam? I'd like to see them feud and continue to go. I don't want a hot potato that title. I want to see it build, build and burn. And that's what I think you do with AJ. You cemented AJ Styles as the WWE champion here. He defends successfully. And I like those decisions. Brock over Roman, that was a surprise. A happy surprise for some people. I love the storytelling in that match, too. I really like what they do. I love... Heyman's great. We know that. But I still like what they do with Brock. Roman, I feel for the guy. He did everything. Looked like either a really bloody, nasty blade job or a Brock Lesnar elbow. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Roman goes all out. There might be a day. There was a day I was tired of Cena, but I love Cena. I think Cena's been involved in some of the biggest matches with good reason over the last five, ten years. Not just, yeah, he's been there longer than that. But you know what I mean? Like, since the Cena Sucks movement really began over the last five to eight years, he has still come in there and been a part of big moments and big matches. He knows it. Whether it's CM Punk in Chicago in 2011 or Kevin Owens' first match on Raw. Those are just small examples of what Cena does. He makes things bigger. And now, by having AJ Styles not drop the title in front of the world, but defend it, 
defend this title. You have locked him in. You've locked Charlotte in as your champions. And I like that decision. I like those results. But you'll hear people disagree that. And, hey, everyone can disagree. You can disagree with me. We can talk about it because that's part of the fun of being a wrestling fan. But you have to think there's always this thought. People who are who, who, who maybe haven't booked a card and eight cards I don't know the long-term storytelling. So you want to see these big moments. Well, you want Asuka to have her moment. But what does that get you? You want Shinsuke to have his moment. What does that get you? Not bad things. It doesn't get you bad things. But I think you get more by cementing AJ. I love Alexa Bliss. I think she's a great heel. She's grown into this role. The bliss Nia Jax match and feud was Slightly a little old school and not in the best way. Divas type of stuff, weight issues, body issues. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to do this positive stuff with Nia, and, and that's fine. Not taking it away. Nia has earned this. Um, and Bliss is a heel. She got her big entrance, and she'll recover the title at one point. I like what they're doing there. But this was this just you felt bad. It was a little bit of the uh, let's take a breath, let's exhale moment in the card. But this is how f- far we have come. Do we have a lot more uh, ways to go? Yes, this is how far we've come, though, with women's wrestling in the WWE on the big show, not NXT. NXT's still not the big show. I know a lot, and well, it's not literally the big show. Um, it's, not the, it's not the top show. I know a lot of you think NXT's the top show, and it's maybe the best show. It's maybe the most fun WWE show right now, but NXT is not the top show. It is still training ground. It is not in front of a general audience. And there are a lot of people who have come out of NXT and FCW before it who are at the top of the charts right now in the WWE. But you have to still get there once you earn it. Some have it. Kevin Owens, I love his work. I've Steen, Steen knows what to do. And day one arriving on the main roster, he's brought it. Um, but other things, you know, so... I still think you have to go out and earn some of these big moments. Earn it from the general audience. And I think uh, that we get used to wanting those people to have their their victories. Think of the long-term storyline. I'm wasting time because I want to talk about what I consider the match of the night. What's the moment of the night, Ken? Well, the moment is Daniel Bryan returning to the ring and taking a moment, a literal moment, a breath, probably a tear, and realizing he he made it back. He would have wrestled somewhere. I think the WWE knew that. I love Cody Rhodes. I love Cody Rhodes, and I love what Cody has done. He had the legacy, the legacy and the lineage, lineage. In the WWE, he could have never left. They might have never gotten rid of him. And he's done some great things. I love Cody Rhodes' ability to adapt and change and tell different stories with different versions of himself. So when he left the WWE, when that happened, that release happened, and he goes out and finds success outside of the big machine, I love that. I love that and respect that. And I think Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, would have done that. He would have waited for his contract run out or asked for his release and gone and got medical clearance somewhere and wrestled again. I think WWE kind of knew that. 
I'm saying they forced or faked anything. I think the time was right. The storyline was right. And it worked. So that's the moment of the night. And a good match. No shock there. Shane, I have a lot of respect for Shane O'Mac. He goes all out. This guy had a hernia a couple weeks ago. They're selling that in 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 the in the uh, in the show. Then in the telecast, they're selling that. But I really, I'm a Shane, o, Shane O'Mac Mark man. And Zane and and Owens, they didn't need the win to have the moment. This was about Daniel Bryan. The three of them go way back, so this was fun. Not a five star match, but you know what? Not a lot of them are. You don't need that. It goes to the presentation, the spectacle. What is the, the what does the result get you? I don't know if we need or will get Daniel Bryan back on a full time schedule. He didn't take he didn't take the heat tonight. That was Shane O'Mac. You know he got to uh, he he took he had his spots. He took his bumps, but Shane O'Mac took the heat. Daniel Bryan comes in for the win, but the moment was him getting there. Never give up on dreams, kids. But the match of the night was Braun and Nicholas. For, no, no. That was all right. I got no problem with Braun picking some kid out of the crowd. That had to have been some level of plan because there's no way you let just some random kid actually sit on the ring holding on for dear life as he, as he was. Things can still go wrong. You get hurt. Big problems. I love the bar. Bar's a great t- tag team. Sheamus and Cesaro have really owned being a team. You know what I mean? They have, they have that feel... Every once in a while in and, and, and wrestling, particularly WWE, you have that tag team where two singles wrestlers get tossed together, two guys kind of get crammed into a team together, and it kind of works out, and sometimes, a lot of times it doesn't. Kane and Daniel Bryan, I think, is the best example. Team Hell No. Uh, you know, uh, but I don't like, I'm a, I love tag team wrestling. It's always been my favorite thing. And Cesaro and Sheamus, I think, got kind of thrown together. They've grown into the bar. They set the bar. They are one of the better tag teams out there. I think they'll get the titles back again. Strowman with the title. What else are you going to do with him? You've built him up, but you didn't really have that spot to wedge him in there. And I don't necessarily think he's ready. I like Braun Strowman. I still think he is one of the... He's manufactured. Roman Reigns is manufactured. You can grow past that, and it's not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong, but... Every time he gets on the mic, his personality's starting to come out. And that's where the success, that's where he's really been taking that next step. He might be a main event guy by next week. When I say, he's a main event guy now week to week, but I'm talking WrestleMania main event. That's something not a lot of people get to. Strowman could get there. Definitely that's his size. He's got the look. Mike's skills have been better, but it's because his personality has come out. How did Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock get to where they are because they were great before. I mean, rock had the pedigree. He was still learning. Uh, Austin Hollywood blondes version of stunning Steve Austin. I was a fan of already when he showed up as the ringmaster, I was like, it's Steve Austin. So when he became stone cold, it was because it, it was like any great wrestling character. It was a character met with reality and your personality. Roddy Piper is one of the best examples of all time. CM Punk. Those are the guys. This is who I am, but I'm going to blow it up and still tell a story and still have a character. And my personality will come out. I think it worked with Mankind. Once he went from Mankind, a mid-90s WWF creation, to a little bit more of a story. And he's 
you know? Cactus Jack, he's a confused mama's boy. He's got all that stuff going on, and his personality came out. The Rock, his personality came out. Braun, Roman, those type of guys, they will get to that next level that WWF wants them to. I know WWF, WWF, WWE, who's an old guy? WWE thinks Roman's there, and they're trying, but I still think he needs to have his personality really connect, really come out, and it just might not be there. Braun... Might leapfrog him one day because I think humor came in. The stuff with him and Alexa Bliss and the mixed tag match stuff uh, is great. Humor, little empathy. You have some empathy for him. He's just a big, sad, lonely guy who has a crush on a girl, right? It's all there. Uh, He might get there. So that tag match thing, it's all right. But the match of the night, match of the night, without a doubt, Ronda Rousey, Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie. This was the celebrity spot, but the twist this year was the celebrity is part of the roster and it's going to be part of the roster. One of the greatest female fighters of all time makes this switch. It made sense for a lot of people and for a lot of other people in the general public or the sports public uh, sports viewing audiences maybe don't get, but this makes sense. Ronda Rousey has been a wrestling fan. I'll say, well, I'm, Friends with Roddy Piper, may he rest in peace, but I knew him. I get to be around him around 2010, 11, 12 range. First in the wrestling ring and then in the comedy schmoes world. A lot of comedians really took to Rod and Rod took to them. I think had some kinship with him, but um, I got to see him up close and personal in the ring. I got to see him up close and personal working on his promos and coaching and Spending time with the fans, great guy. And to see, you know, Ronda Rousey, Judo Jean LaBelle, all these people in her camp, um, it, that's a real connection. So when Ronda comes out in a kilt and Piper's jacket, I think it might be her, I, I have to rewatch. It might have been her own jacket tonight, but the Royal Rumble, it was Piper's jacket. We know that story now. They pay for the Joan Jett <laughs> music rights. It's working, and it's real. Can she talk? Not yet. Will she ever? Maybe not. Maybe you need to stick her with someone else. Angle's kind of her mouthpiece in the weeks leading up to Mania. But her coming on out, it is real. She'll learn some ring awareness. There were some moments you could tell that she was so in it that she not looked lost. I mean, it kind of felt like there was, you could tell she kept pulling her gear down. You could tell that's something she probably did in the octagon. You know what I mean? So she was locked in, but she'll get the rest of it. She will get the rest of it. Her skills are too good and she's still too young to not have some time ahead of her and some success ahead of her. She was protected. Give triple H and Stephanie All the credit. Stephanie knows how to work, kids. She knows how to work, just like her brother. And Vince does, too. Vince can go in that ring. I bet he could still put on a match now. Is he the greatest work-rate wrestler of all? No. No. But the Mr. McMahon character is perhaps the greatest of all time. And his kid's got a little bit of it, too. I like what Stephanie was doing in the ring. She was guiding Ronda around. I love what Trips did in the ring. 
And here's the thing. The reason this is the match of the night. All eyes were on Ronda Rousey. There's other things that wrestling fans are looking forward to, but the WrestleMania is about presentation and spectacle. That's why I'm talking about it up top. And this had all of that. And this felt like a big game fight. This felt as real as you wanted it to be. This was not Snooki coming on out. This is not even Maria Menounos working a WrestleMania match, which, by the way, she's good. She's good and a diehard wrestling fan. I love when Maria gets involved in the WWE. But this wasn't even that. Someone whose first match is on the grandest stage of them all, first match of what she hopes is many. So someone like Snooki comes in, and she has a three-minute match, and Trish kind of guides her through, and there's some pops, and yay, okay, and it's done. All eyes and no eyes are on those matches. Those celebrity matches, no eyes are on them. Or the eyes are with a dubious glance and glare. All eyes were on this match. And the result was not surprising. I think we all believed Angle, who is popular right now, he's an all-timer, he's a Hall of Famer, but he's, he's come back and been very well received by the audience. He came home. And you got Rousey, the world is watching, like the old WrestleMania 2 catchphrase. What the world is watching. The world was watching. This could have been terrible. Because I will admit, some of the stuff leading up to it, Rousey's learning it. She's not great on the mic, we know that. She's a little trouble pointing at the sign. It was an awkward moment, I agree with all that. And they tried with the table spots and all that kind of stuff. It was all, you know, the buildup wasn't the best which had a lot of people nervous. So it's the execution of this story. What is the story you're telling here? You've got this married power couple. I love the desperate moments when they're trying to uh, defend each other. I love that Trips is like, all right, let's go. I'll fight Ronda Rousey. Let's do it. And she punches him repeatedly in the corner. It's a great, great moment. And again, respect for Stephanie McMahon. She made it work. But Rousey was not in there to play around. She was not in there to dabble in professional wrestling. I think if you're out there listening and you've thought, I think I want to get in the ring, I suggest you try. Just like if people say, I want to do stand-up comedy. I think I might be good at it. Give it a go. Do five minutes of open mic. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Chase your dreams. But the professional wrestling one, when the first season of Glow came out, which is a great show, I had a lot of friends... Uh, female friends, I want to try, I want to try wrestling. I want to try wrestling. Meaning they were inspired by it, which is awesome. Which is awesome. And I have access to a wrestling school. And I was like, get in that ring. Uh, I'll t- we'll get you, sign you up, take some classes. But I did have to warn them. I warned some of them. It's not going to be what you think it is. You're going to find out real quick if what you're doing in the ring is what you want to continue to do. Charlotte Flair had the wind absolutely knocked out of her at a spot in the match. You could tell. She was gasping. The camera's close, and she's like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. She's selling well, I'm sure, but you could tell. She's also grasping uh, grasping her shoulder there that she was feeling it. The simple act of running the ropes. Those ropes ain't soft. You run those ropes for real the first time repeatedly, you'll have bruises and abrasions. So I say all this not to sound like the old grizzled wrestling vet. I'm not. 
I'm not, but I've been in the ring. I've gone through a table. I've been caned. I've suffered a concussion in a wrestling match. I've been there going over the spots. I've blown spots. I've saved spots. It's different. And why am I saying all that? Number one, again, if you want to get in the ring, get in the ring. If you're local here in Los Angeles, check out Millennium Pro Wrestling. Reach out to me. We'll let you know. Classes every week. Get in there and try it, but you'll find you'll find real quick that you cannot fake it. You could not watch Glow. You could not watch WrestleMania. You can not play video game and think, I want to give that a go and fake it from there. The moment you get in, it becomes very, very real. And when nearly 80,000 people are watching your first match, and she's absolutely trained before, we obviously. I'm sure they worked a lot of it out in the ring. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. Not a bad thing. Steamboat and Savage had their WrestleMania 3 match down, uh, memorized down to the beats. But to do all that and that be your first match, you would have found out real quick if Ronda Rousey was faking it. You would have found out real fast that Ronda Rousey was in it for the money. And it because one career ended and well, I might as well try this. And believe me, a lot of people, stand-up comedy and wrestling are the things you try when not, uh, nothing else works in life, right? It's kind of an inside joke with a lot of uh, me and my old-time wrestling friends. Ronda Rousey may not be the greatest WWE superstar of all time when it's all said and done. Her matches might not be five stars. She might never learn to cut a promo, but she is there. It is real. And this match proved that and cemented that. Angle knows his stuff. What a comeback story for Angle. At one point, I think he could barely move towards the end of his run in TNA. Did not look good. He's back. He's telling a story. Triple H. Say what you say about him behind the scenes, but I know people who know him as well. And they say this guy's a wrestling wrestling fan. He's an old school guy trained by Kowalski. He 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 knows. He knew what was up. He told that story. And Stephanie. She knew what she had to do. She had to tell a story. She had to protect Rhonda. But the end of the day, with the world watching, we would know real fast if Rhonda Rousey was faking it. Faking her interest in this career, cashing in a check, going through the motions, learning a spot. Learning how to throw a punch, learning how to clothesline. Yeah, she's got all the MMA skills. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we would know what well, we do now. She absolutely brought it. And I think that match stole the show. I'll give it an A. Not for the work rate, not for all the spots, not the results, which we saw coming a mile away. It was all of it rolled into one, the presentation, the spectacle, a good result. It was the match of the night. Welcome to the Fed. Rowdy, Ronda, Rousey. Piper would absolutely be proud. The final thing as I wrap up my ramblings on WrestleMania 34 tonight is the legacy. Where does this one rank? I don't know. There'll be some article on the ringer. Other podcasts, well, they'll rank where this one belongs. But what is the legacy? When you look back, each WrestleMania should have some moment 
that you connect with and, mem- and, and remember. Even if you're like me, you don't know the numbers because they all blend into one. WrestleMania 30, right? Daniel Bryan, yes, yes, yes. Two belts in his hand. That's a legacy moment. WrestleMania 10 with the ladder. But also Brett Owen. WrestleMania 6, Hogan handed it over to Warrior. WrestleMania 5, the mega powers collide. I'm not just talking about the big main events and headlines, but each WrestleMania should have its own legacy. That's how I think you should judge them and grade them. And I think WrestleMania 34, though I've already seen some early tweets, hey, it was all right, it was all right, it was all right. Well, except for this, except for this, except for this. Look at those except for this things that you see in tweets. That's where you grade WrestleMania. AJ being cemented. Charlotte and Oscar having the crowd in it. Having the crowd in it. That's why I kind of was talking. I was rambling a little bit about NXT earlier. Circling back to that. I was kind of remembering my a little more fine point on that. I'm not, da- I'm not talking down on NXT. It's great. I think it is the best and fun show out there. Most fun show out there. But you still have to go in front of the general audience and earn it. I don't care how long you've been in the indies. That just gives you a leg up. It absolutely gives you a leg up. But you still have to go in front of 78,000 people and you have to earn it. Charlotte and Asuka. The legacy of that match, the All-Women's Royal Rumble, that's a legacy point there, the Hell in a Cell. Those are all good legacy moments. But at WrestleMania with so much other things, so much literal and figurative fireworks, the crowd was in it. They'd already been there for a couple hours. So the energy was there. And that shows me one day they, there could be a women's main event at WrestleMania. I hope to see that. It could have been this one. It's not far off that it could have been this one. The crowd would have been behind it. But Charlotte, Asuka is a legacy moment. Daniel Bryan returning legacy moment. AJ being cemented as a WWE champion. A bingo hall guy. A guy undersized, a guy that you would not have convinced me four years ago that WrestleMania would have had AJ Styles being cemented as the champion, going in with it and not dropping it. I could have believed, oh, gosh, they signed him. They took him from TNA. He's the champion. He'll drop it. That Braun Strowman guy will probably take the title from Styles. No, no, no. Styles has been cemented. That's a legacy moment. Brock Roman, Undertaker Cena, yeah, you file it in there. We've seen it before. We'll see it again. But then you had Rousey, the crowd into it, the crowd buying it. Trips and Steph selling out their heart. I think WrestleMania 34 has some, has some legacy to it. It has some legs to its legacy. We shall see. We shall see long term where WrestleMania 34 ranks on your top 34 WrestleManias of all time list. I don't know. All I know is I've been watching this for a long time. And I liked what I saw tonight. I hope you guys did too. But that's all part of, also part of the fun of wrestling. There's a lot of things you might not like. Let me know. Maybe I'll talk about wrestling again here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. I know it's not for everyone, so if you listen and you're on the fence... 
Thanks for enjoying uh, or, or catching. I don't know. I'm not going to say you enjoyed, but catching my wrestling ramblings. Uh, but I know a lot of you are wrestling fans. You reach out to me on Twitch or on the Discord server. If you're a Patreon supporter of the Knapsack Files, you can join the Discord server, and there is a specific channel on there called Rope Opera. We can talk some wrestling. You can hop in there and do it. You can follow me at Ken Knapsack. Use the hashtag the Knapsack Files to talk about what you feel about WrestleMania 34 or just wrestling in general. Maybe I'll talk about it again. Don't forget, the Knapsack Files is now on Spotify. That is new. So if you're listening to me on Podomatic, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, tune in. You can also give a, give a listen on iHeartRadio or now Spotify. Take me with you where you go. That is it. So that's it. I'm taking, uh, I'm taking it home, as they say in wrestling. Count me, uh, count me down, ref. One, two, three. It's been a long night watching and celebrating professional wrestling. That's it. We'll see you next time here on the Knapsack Files podcast. Feed.